You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Damn, I love my intro. I love it. Uh, thank you guys once again for joining me right here on the Wrestling Takeover Podcast, the number one podcast when it comes to creativity and honesty. This is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. And we got a great week ahead. Great weekend ahead for the world of pro wrestling. I will be doing today on the podcast will be all about preview and predictions for WWE Clash at the Castle and AEW All Out. Can't wait for these shows. Should be exciting. I'm more excited for WWE, to be honest, than AEW. Uh, If you guys missed my previous uh, podcast where I talked about my problems with AEW and kind of, I would say, come up with ideas on how I would make AEW a little bit better leaning into the new year in 2023. If you guys missed that, please go out and check it out. Um, also discuss pw.com if you guys missed any of my articles that i've ever wrote for the website please go and show them some love also follow me on social media twitter at jt takeover and join the family on instagram i appreciate all the new followers over there thank you guys so much it, it really means a lot the podcast is growing on ig and i can't thank you guys enough um we're growing here we're taking it episode by episode and we're going to grow slowly but surely but i really appreciate the support that you guys have been showing me wwe wwe clash at the castle i'm very excited for clash at the castle i can't wait for clash at the castle i think clash at the castle honestly is going to be a great great show um there's going to be some possible returns i could definitely see happening um, and I think WWE is hitting on every gear possible. Um, if you guys are new to the podcast, I don't really do reviews on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown when there is a pay-per-view because I feel like there's no point because, quite frankly, we already know what's going to happen on the show. So why am I going to be, you know, reviewing it? I did watch Raw last night that Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle beef legit beef that they have i loved it it was great that promo segment was masterful classic it was awesome can't wait for that match another match that i'm very excited for is gunther versus sheamus these two tough motherfuckers man gonna duke it out for the intercontinental title can't wait for that as well and then obviously the main event roman reigns and drew mcintyre but i feel like triple h just hitting on all cylinders right now Was last night the greatest go-home show ever? No, it was not. But I thought it was overall decent. Um, Again, man, I'm excited for Clash of the Castle. Should be a great show. Comes on at 10 a.m. over here in the West Coast. So letting you guys know, if you guys don't know what time it comes on, go search it up in your country or wherever you live from. And uh, be sure to watch it because Triple H is definitely going to give us something that we are definitely going to be talking about. 
Let's get right into the predictions, ladies and gentlemen. I'm actually going to start things off. That was my phone. I apologize. I'm actually going to start things off with Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. This match has been great. Now, I wrote some things down that I kind of want to talk about here. Um, just some little tidbits here, you know, between Roman and Drew McIntyre. So what I wrote down is a couple notes. So I wrote down the Tribal Chief has ruled over WWE for two years in a way that most assumed we would never see again. We never thought that we would see a world champion dominate the field the way Roman Reigns has. I know I have been, I would say, in the minority when it comes to, all right, Roman Reigns needs to really dominate the WWE, you know, and he really needs to hold that title for quite some time until they find somebody that is eventually on his level. Now, the question is, is Drew McIntyre on his level? I'll get to that in a little bit. But here we are, Reigns obviously has dominated competition, usually with the help of the Usos, special counsel Paul Heyman, Entering Clash of the Castle, though his run on top of the WWE feels uncertain as at any time, you know, it's been so far. Feels a little shaky right now. Drew is red hot, obviously, and fellow, quote-unquote, I had to put this in here because this is what he was titled, the chosen one. Tapped to be a top star in WWE after young age, he shocked off of disappointing his first run with the company and returned to capture the top prize in WWE, uh, only for the COVID-19 pandemic to ensure that he never had the opportunity to perform as a top star and a top guy in front of the live fans. Placeholder, we've seen placeholder feuds with Happy Corbin. Sheamus have brought um, Drew McIntyre back to the main event scene for the date for the most dominant star in his era in the main event of the first WWE UK pay-per-view in 30 years three decades that's crazy the potential interference of carrying cross i want people to be aware about i'm going to get to that in a bit as well i want to end it here uh saying that there are plenty of arguments to be made against that finish including the desire to see the returning cody Rhodes conquer reigns at wrestlemania of course you got to keep that in mind but there are ways to get to that match between now and then and we'll talk about that right now. So, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Honestly, and I'm just being honest with you. I'm having Roman Reigns win this match. I am having Roman Reigns. I understand. I'm fully aware that right now, you know, you know, this is, I believe, the best time for Roman Reigns to drop the title, keyword title, singular. I don't understand, and I'm not probably aware that is WWE having Roman Reigns defend both championships. See, this is where I'm confused about, and I know I'm not alone on this. This is where I'm confused about. Is Roman Reigns going to defend both the WWE championship and the Universal championship? Or is he just going to defend the Universal Championship? Let's talk about this. If he's going to defend the Universal Championship, then him losing really isn't going to be, I would say, 
I, I really wouldn't be mad. I really wouldn't be that mad. Also, it's Drew McIntyre. I like Drew, but if it's for both championships, I'm not having Drew beat him. That's just how I stand here. If it's for the Universal Championship alone and has nothing to do with the WWE Championship, but the, the problem is WWE is hyping it up as if Roman Reigns is defending both championships. That does not make any sense. I really hope Triple H fixes that and he fixes that pretty quickly because if that's the case, then he needs to retain the championship, period. You know what I mean? So let's go on the surface of, okay, Roman Reigns is only defending the Universal Championship. If he's only defending the Universal Championship, then I do see Drew McIntyre getting the win. And if that is the case, I am having Gunther. I am having Gunther win the Royal Rumble, 2023 Royal Rumble. And that is your Universal Championship match. Drew McIntyre versus Gunther for the Universal title at WrestleMania. Okay, that's if Drew McIntyre is going to win and, hold, and is going to hold the title all the way to WrestleMania because he's on SmackDown. Now, again, if it's for both titles, Roman Reigns needs to win this match. End of story. Now, Roman Reigns, he lost the Universal title. Now, here's something that might get a little bit people riled up. He just barely won the WWE title. You feel me? He barely won the WWE title at WrestleMania. He's held the Universal Championship for like two and a half to three years now. I love that, by the way, because when he eventually loses to somebody that is on his level, it's going to be a big deal. And I don't want to disrespect Drew McIntyre. I really don't. I like Drew. I just feel like I just wouldn't put him in the spot. This spot to me would have been to Cody Rhodes. That's just how I feel and or Seth Rollins. So it's tricky. Is he defending both championships? Because if he is, Roman Reigns needs to win. If he's defending one championship, I can understand those people saying that Roman Reigns needs to drop the universal title, especially if that title is the only championship that is being defended. If that is the only title that's being defended, I can see Roman Reigns dropping that championship because Seth Rollins is on Monday Night Raw and Cody Rhodes is on Monday Night Raw. But can you picture this? Roman Reigns winning at Clash of the Castle, retaining the Universal Championship. And maybe at the Royal Rumble, maybe at the Royal Rumble, he goes one-on-one -on -one with Gunther. And then Gunther wins the Universal title. And then you can push Drew McIntyre in that spot. And we still get Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. So there's plenty of ways to do it. I think at the end of the day, though, the winner of the Royal Rumble is going to be Cody Rhodes. And so I think WWE honestly fucked themselves over here by having Roman Reigns, if this is true, and him defending both titles. Because that just does not make any sense to me. Roman Reigns needs to get rid of the Universal title, sadly, even though he's held it for so long. Get rid of the Universal title at Clash of the Castle. That's Drew McIntyre's title. And then you bleed into Drew McIntyre versus Gunther having long-term planning for WrestleMania 39. That would be the plan that I would do. Drew McIntyre, Gunther for the Universal title. Roman Reigns is now still the WWE champion. See, this is where Cody Rhodes or Seth Rollins gets into play. 
WWE can do one or two things. Number one, you have Roman Reigns hold that title all the way to WrestleMania, and he defends the title against The Rock for the WWE title. Would I do that? I really wouldn't do that. I've said that before, though. I would, but I, just looking at the landscape of WWE, I don't think that's a good idea. Roman Reigns and Rock does not need to be for the title. I agree with everybody that says that. They don't need the title. So Roman Reigns needs to drop that championship. I would have Roman Reigns drop that WWE championship to Seth Rollins at the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes, he goes into the Royal Rumble on that night, the same night that Seth Rollins won the WWE championship. He goes into the Royal Rumble at number one or two, and he wins the whole thing. And then he challenges Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship, and that's how you do it. Or you have this. Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble. Seth Rollins and him are the last two men. And then obviously, Cody Rhodes would get the win. And then Roman is still the WWE Champion. And then we get Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the WWE title at WrestleMania. The problem is the plan right now is to still do The Rock at WrestleMania 39. So honestly, The Rock is really holding a lot of things up in terms of plans for the WWE Championship. You're either doing Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes for the WWE Championship. Because if you're doing Rock and Roman, Roman's already going to have an opponent. So the backup for the WWE Championship, in my opinion, needs to be Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Or Cody Rhodes versus AJ Styles. And AJ Styles somehow gets the title off of Roman and wins the WWE Championship. That's just how I feel. Or you can do something with Seth Rollins and Cody. Or maybe AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. I don't know. But the thing is, The Rock is really holding things up in the air for the WWE Championship. And I really hope it's not for both titles. Because that just really wouldn't make any sense to me. So, at the end of everything... If it's for the Universal title alone, I'm still going with Roman Reigns. That's my prediction. But I would not be surprised at all if Drew McIntyre gets the win. I could see Drew McIntyre losing because of Karrion Cross, though. Please keep that in mind. I could see Karrion Cross come in and cost uh, Drew McIntyre the match and have actually have Sami Zayn come out and help Roman Reigns retain the title. I think when the chips are down, I know it's been rumored that WWE is legitimately considering getting those championships off of Roman Reigns. And, and the reports are saying that, oh, WWE needs to come up with ideas. WWE, I do this for free. I do these ideas and come up with these ideas for free. I'm very creative. I literally have just pitched you multiple ideas that you can do to eventually get these titles off of Roman Reigns. This is your fault, not Triple H's fault, but this is Vince McMahon's fault for getting Roman Reigns both of those championships. I think that was a stupid idea. If he just had the Universal title and then he lost it against Drew McIntyre at Clash of the Castle, that would be a fucking huge deal. And then the WWE Championship could have been defended over there on Monday Night Raw, but you gave the WWE title to Roman Reigns. You unified the titles, but you're not really unifying the titles. It's all over the place. At the end of the day, I'm going with Roman Reigns. But again, those ideas that I just came up with, with uh, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, is a real possibility. Carrying across, I do see costing Drew McIntyre the match. 
And I see Sami Zayn helping Roman Reigns win. At the end of the day, WrestleMania 39 and the plans are really going to start being in motion here because of this match, in my personal opinion. All right, next up, we're going to talk about um, Shayna Baszler and Liv Morgan. Now, there are rumblings, there are rumors that we may see something with Ronda Rousey here. People are saying Ronda Rousey might call Shayna Baszler the SmackDown Women's title. I could see that. I really could see that happening. That's one of idea that I could see. But how about Shayna Baszler winning the SmackDown Women's title and we actually get a Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler feud for the SmackDown Women's title? I think that's the best way to go about it. Because let's, let's say this. Okay, Liv Morgan wins. We know Charlotte's coming back. Sasha Banks and Naomi are going after the women's tag team titles. That's where they're going to be placed right now. Sadly, but that's just how it is. Charlotte is coming back. Charlotte Flair versus Liv Morgan for the SmackDown women's title. And then Charlotte Flair gets the title back. She just came back, but she's already going to win the championship. Talk about favoritism and, and all this political bullshit. If that's the case, that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way, including me. So I hope Triple H doesn't do that, but that is one possibility. Play it safe. You have Shayna Baszler get the win, and you have Ronda Rousey attack Shayna Baszler after the match, setting up Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler feud. And honestly, if I'm, this is me, I'm doing a wrestling match between both women, and then I'm ending it with an MMA fight. I'm dead ass. I'm having an MMA type of style presentation uh, with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And this is some real shit. They're, they're legitimately fighting each other. So that's what I would do. Now, how would you do that? I don't know. It'd probably be very controversial. I don't think both women would agree to that. Maybe they will, but it is what it is. You don't want both women really getting hurt. So you would have to do something along those lines. It would be pretty different, as I would say. So that's that. I'm having uh, Shayna Baszler get the win, and I'm building towards that rivalry with Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Moving along here, let's talk about Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. This is going to be great. This is going to be a clinic, a wrestling classic. We were supposed to get it at SummerSlam. I'm happy that we did not get that. We actually got a brawl on that show. And they've been legitimately feuding ever since. Obviously, we know the story of the beef with Matt Riddle, his former wife, his ex, and Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. They're going to put on a banger. They're going to put on a banger at Clash at the Castle. I can't wait. I actually hope this match goes at least 21 minutes. You need to give them that type of time limit. They got to get it to tell that story. They're going to have a brawl. They're going to, it's going to be a great match. I'm very excited for it. Nothing much I could really say in terms of just, I'm excited. I think the winner should be uh, Matt Riddle. Honestly, I think Matt Riddle should get this win here. Unless they're really going to continue this match. And then we eventually get, I'm a pitch idea right here. Triple H, if you're listening, if anybody in WWE creative is listening to me, um, I hope you guys are because I pitch a lot of great ideas here on my show. 
uh, the wrestling takeover be sure to listen subscribe and share the podcast on all audio podcast platforms triple h i would love to see a three stages of hell match with matt riddle and seth rollins we get a one-on-one match and then after that we get a three stages of hell match and i know survivor series is coming up i know saudi arabia is coming up i believe in extreme rules you can maybe have that three stages of hell match with seth rollins and matt riddle at extreme rules it's extreme rules you need to go to the extreme we need to see blood we need to see all of it that is the one pay-per-view where we should see blood at it makes sense all right so we get matt riddle and seth rollins in the three stages of hell match at extreme rules that's my uh, fantasy booking there i think matt riddle gets the win here and then I could see Matt Riddle getting the win at Extreme Rules if that actually is the case. Or maybe this is a one-off and they move on. But I hope it's not. They have a lot of layers that they can tell. Next up, I'm going to talk about Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and um, Asuka versus Bailey, Eel Sky, and Dakota Kai. I don't understand the decision last night on Monday Night Raw that Triple H made. I'm sorry. I might be in the minority, and that's cool. I'm chilling with my wine. But I'm not a big fan of Raquel Rodriguez. I'm just not. I just don't see it. I don't see what everybody else sees, and that's that's maybe me. All right? I love getting other people a chance. I'm going to keep giving her opportunities and stuff, but, you know, she's good. But I just don't, I don't see her as, like, a big deal. You follow me if that makes sense. I just don't see it. So, but her and Aaliyah won the tag team titles. Listen, Aaliyah is very gorgeous. She's a beautiful woman, but this woman sucks in the ring. She's ass in the ring is Aaliyah. She sucks. That's just how I feel. I watch the show. We watch the same thing. We just have different views and opinions on what we see. Aaliyah's ass. Okay. Um, They should not have won that. I'm going to give Triple H an opportunity to tell that story and explain to me why they won the titles and not EO Sky and Dakota Kai. I think we will be seeing the return of Sasha Banks and Naomi at Clash at the Castle. That is going to be a big return for WWE. Um, And that's how I feel about it. And I think the winners of this match is going to be, honestly, that's kind of tricky. Because I could see Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka getting the win. But I also could see Bailey, Eel Sky, and Dakota Kai getting the win. I think Bailey, Eel Sky, and Dakota Kai need the win the most. Because of this control faction group. And they need to establish that this is a serious tandem. And they need to get the win. So that's my prediction. Eel Sky, Dakota Kai, and Bailey. I believe... I believe I might be wrong, but there's a lot of fans like myself pitching an idea that War Games is going to be coming to the main roster at Survivor Series. They are doing this um, group faction warfare stuff. Uh, we got EO Sky, we got Bailey, we got Dakota Kai, we have Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah. That's five women. There's Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and there's two spots remaining. Who are those two women that are going to come out? Sasha Banks 
and Naomi. We are getting war games. That's my prediction with Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Bailey, EO Sky, Dakota Kai, Raquel Rodriguez, and Aaliyah. That's how I feel, and that's my prediction. We will be getting war games for the women at Survivor Series in Boston. Sasha Banks is quote-unquote hometown. Next up, Sheamus versus Gunther. This is going to be another banger. This is going to be another banger. You feel me? Man, I can't wait for this. I'm so excited for this. Um, I'm going to make this kind of quick because Gunther really shouldn't be losing. He should not lose this championship anytime soon. He really should go on a dominant, dominant, dominant reign with the title if he is not in the plans for the world championship. I just brought him up as a possible winner for the Royal Rumble and challenging Drew McIntyre for the Universal Championship. That is what I would do. I'm being honest with you. That's what I would do if I had the pen in place. I'm doing Drew McIntyre. If Drew McIntyre is going to win the title, I think Drew needs to hold it until WrestleMania, and then he eventually drops that Universal Championship to Gunther. That's just me. But if that's not happening, Gunther needs to hold that title for a very long time, even past WrestleMania 39. So that's me. I'm going with Gunther as my winner. And we had Judgment Day. This actually really got recently on the card. I don't really care for this. This is Rey Mysterio and Edge versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. I mean, this dominant thing is interesting. I love the Rhea Ripley connection. It kind of feels like Eddie Guerrero and China, RIP to both. Um, I'm interested in that. But besides that, I don't really care for this. I really want to see, though, um, I do want to see Rhea Ripley and Beth Phoenix sometime soon, maybe at Extreme Rules. Maybe we get Beth Phoenix versus uh, Rhea Ripley at Extreme Rules. We'll see what's up. But ladies and gentlemen, those are my fantasy booking and predictions for Clash at the Castle. Again, I hope you guys have been enjoying this episode. Be sure to subscribe and follow, share on all audio podcast platforms. Follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover and on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. I'm going to play some music real quick. And then the second half of the podcast will be a quick uh, preview predictions for AEW All Out for this Sunday. I'll see you guys in a second. Soundstripe. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. Let's get right into the AEW All Out 2022 preview and predictions. The preview of AEW All Out 2022. This has been the weakest build to an AEW pay-per-view I've ever seen. Just my opinion. Um, AEW really, I would say the buzz of AEW right now, it's not really there. It's all WWE right now. Everyone's talking about WWE. AEW is kind of falling behind the woodshed right now. And this build really just hasn't been that interesting to me. Um, Am I excited for AEW? Somewhat, will I be watching AEW? I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure. 
if I'm actually going to pay to watch this pay-per-view. But I think at the end of the day, I will. I will be reviewing the show. Uh, so stay tuned to that for Sunday. I know we also have NXT um, Worlds Collide. I'm not sure if I'm going to be reviewing that show. I do, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I do not know. I have to get my schedule in order for this week. I know we have this predictions tomorrow. I will not be doing AEW review. I might do something else. Probably put up an article um, or two articles or whatever for this week. And then we got to get ready for Saturday for Clash of the Castle. AEW All Out uh, review is most likely going to be coming to the Wrestling Takeover. So stay tuned. Um, again, this is the weakest uh, build towards AEW in a very long time. A lot of shit's happening with AEW behind the scenes that is really affecting the TV product. Um, but I, I feel like there are some matches on this card that I am excited for. The This one that I'm really excited for is Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, Ricky Starks, man, a pillar for AEW. Um, I love Ricky Starks. He has every tool in the woodshed to be a top star for AEW. Powerhouse Hobbs, he's a beast. And he's coming into his own in a singles role as well. And I think these two, man, they work so well together. And I think they're going to put on a great match at All Out. And so, like I said, this is one of the matches that I'm really uh, looking forward to. So, we've seen previewing what happened here. We've seen Hobbs. Uh, he clearly has the weight and power height advantage here, which will make Starks work that much harder to overcome uh, his former Team Task stable mate. And remember, for the majority of uh, this match, Hobbs obviously will be dominating Ricky Starks. The story will easily be Ricky Starks is the underdog, and he has to battle and fight his way out of the power of powerhouse Hobbs. I think at the end of the day, though, I think the best course of action uh, should be um, Ricky Starks getting the win. I think Ricky Stark should get the win here. And I hope this isn't a one-off. I actually hope this continues. But I think right now, because Powerhouse Hobbs is just verbally just beating the shit out of him and physically beating the shit out of Ricky Starks right now, I think the best get right now is for Ricky Starks to get the win over Powerhouse Hobbs. And I don't want it to be cookie cutter. Oh, we've, he wins via a roll-up. I don't want any of that. I want... I want Ricky Starks to really pin Powerhouse Hobbs clean in the middle of that ring. And then I think they can have a second match. And then that can be, you know, maybe a hardcore match or something with a stipulation behind it. And then Powerhouse Hobbs gets that win. And then they can have their one final encounter, maybe inside of a steel cage. I love fantasy booking, guys. I'm just addicted to it. I love being in that armchair booking uh, position. Um, I love it. But... I think this should be a series of matches here is what I'm trying to get at with Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Next up, Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. This is going to be great. Heel Christian Cage is easily one of the best acts in all of any wrestling company right now. There's no question. Um, his heel work in TNA was great. I think his heel work right now in AEW is a bit better than his run in TNA as a heel. Um, the Luchasaurus factor is going to play one. Is Luchasaurus really what Christian or is he playing bullshit? And he's going to side once again with Jungle Boy. So we got to keep Luchasaurus 
in mind as he will easily be a factor in this match. My prediction, though, I'm going with Jungle Boy to get the win. Next up, Swerve in our glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Uh, they will be going up against the Acclaim, Anthony Bowens, and Max Caster. This thing was just thrown together by scotch glue and tape. I don't give a fuck about this match. I love Keith Lee. I love Keith Lee. I love Swerve. This isn't their fault. I just feel like this match, in my opinion, in my honest opinion, because I'm always honest with you guys, no matter what, this was thrown together, and it feels like it was thrown together. If you watch the show, you will see that it was thrown together. So for the reason that being, I'm just not invested in it. I think Swerve and Our Glory, they have not done anything with these tag team titles. I feel like they were just, they're holding props is what I'm trying to say uh, with Swerve and Our Glory. I think they, I think it's too soon for them to lose the titles though, because they really haven't defended them. They need to really defend these championships to eventually lose the titles. What I was going to say is, you have Swerve and Our Glory lose. They drop the titles off of a technicality via Swerve or Keith Lee, and then one of them turn heel on the other, and then we get that blood rivalry between Swerve and Lee. But I think that's too soon. I think Swerve and Our Glory needs a couple more uh, title reigns successfully under their belt before we can eventually split them up even though they have a lot of tag teams, so it really doesn't matter. But I think from the longevity right now for their reign, because if they lose, their reign would be fucking trash. Just like Thunder Rosa's reign was fucking trash. I'll get to that soon. But Swerving Our Glory, I think the safe bet right now is for them to win. And then they would eventually lose the titles to FTR, the Young Bucks, or whatever. And then that is when you start that rivalry between Swerve and Lee being split up. So my winner is Swerve and our glory. Moving on, the next match we have is Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. This is another problem. This is another issue that I have. Sort of, not really, because they've been teasing this for a while, so I'll give them that. But if that wasn't the case, this match was just thrown together as well. But I love that we're getting Danielson and Jericho, and it's simply about who's the better professional wrestler. The Lionheart, Chris Jericho, going one-on-one -on -one against the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. This match is going to be great. I can't wait for it. I think the winner, though, is I'm going with um, Danielson. I think Danielson needs to get the win here, and that is just my opinion on it. That's pretty much it. I think this should be a one-off. I really do. I think this should be a one-off. And Danielson just gets the win, and they both move on to whatever else they have to do. We got Jade Cargill versus Athena for the TBS Championship. This was added to the card. I think it's time. I can't think of anybody else outside of Athena to beat Jade Cargill. Chris Statlander was originally my choice, but she's injured, so she's going to be out. I think the best decision right now is for Jade Cargill to lose to Athena. This reign has been great, dominant. I think it's time for her to lose and drop that championship to Athena. That's my prediction. Next up, we're going to talk about is the main event. 
The main event, John Moxley and CM Punk will be going one-on-one again in a rematch. And a lot of people still are pissed about what we've seen with uh, both men in the outcome. And it ended so quickly. I loved it. I thought it was great. A lot of people were very insulted. Understandably so. You hyped up this main event. We paid good money to see this match, and it ended in seconds. It was quicker than the Brock Lesnar and John Cena squash match. That was just pure torture. Brock Lesnar just fucked up John Cena for for half an hour. This was just, excuse me, this was just quick. I think they're going to put on a clinic. They're going to put on a great match. Um, My excitement level, again, because we've seen it the first time, so I'm not really all that excited for it, to be honest with you. But I think they're going to put on a great match. The story of here is very simple. Look at the mannerisms of CM Punk and the way that he would be looking at John Moxley. People love John Moxley. I love John Moxley. You love John Moxley. John Moxley is the head of the table, literally, in AEW. He's the guy. CM Punk's jealous of that, that he came back, busted his ass for the fans, and they don't really respect him that much anymore. He's getting overtaken by someone like John Moxley. And CM Punk doesn't like that. So I think CM Punk is going to get all of that, you know, anger and vibe. And he's going to snap on John Moxley. And I think CM Punk is actually going to cheat to win. I think CM Punk is going to win this match, but he's going to cheat to do so. He's going to be a heel. And if not, and if he does lose clean, he's going to snap and beat the hell out of John Moxley. And then that's where... MJF is going to make his return. So those are my preview predictions for AEW and Clash at the Castle. Thank you guys so much for joining me right here for a brand new episode of the Wrestling Takeover. I'll be back, man. I'll be back for a brand new episode coming with Clash at the Castle and then for All Out this weekend. And I'll probably pop up an article uh, this week, either tomorrow or I got until Friday pretty much to uh, pop up an article. But in terms of the podcast, unless there's breaking news, I'm not doing AEW tomorrow because, I mean, all outs here. So we already know what's going to happen. Um, there will be no SmackDown as well. We got Clash the Castle coming up. So in terms of a podcast, unless there's some breaking news and there's a lot of news that are going around, I will do a podcast strictly to dedicate that to the news stories. There's no news coming out. I'm not, or if there's something breaking that is like telling me, okay, I need to do the podcast. If that doesn't come up, I will see you guys on Saturday for Clash at the Castle. And also Sunday, maybe, maybe for Worlds Collide. I'm going to obviously watch the show Worlds Collide. I'm going to watch it, but... Am I going to review it? I don't know. I'll keep you guys updated on that. But I will be reviewing AEW All Out on Sunday. So that's what you guys can look forward to. I appreciate the support. Again, follow me, social media, JT Takeover on Twitter and on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. I appreciate the support. I'll see you guys next time.